Hi, listener. I'm your host, Sally Holder. Join me each week to escape and be refreshed with stories of people who dared not to settle for the American dream. Go beyond just getting enough in life and live into a place where big dreams actually do come true. In each episode, you'll discover why internal success is better than external success. Be prepared to redefine what your best looks like in your life and free yourself from the guilt of wanting more. Guess what, listeners? I am so excited to share with you this opportunity that I have been working on for more than a year now. It is the creation of a community that is going to support you towards becoming the greatest person, achieving the greatest potential that you have within you. And it is called The Brim, the Beyond Rock Middle Movement. Now, it is a movement of more than 250 women who are coming together to receive coaching and camaraderie in one place. So if you've been sitting there listening to this podcast thinking, I want more coaching from Sally, or I want to be with other women who this message resonates with too, then you are absolutely going to love the brim. These are women who are in three different stages of their business, the founders, those that want to found something and figure out what it is they're meant to do, the builders, those that want to build out their revenue stream and really build a big business, and then the accelerators, those that have a million dollar plus in revenue and are really excited about doubling and tripling that revenue over the course of this next year. So no matter what stage of business that you're in or that you're not in right now, you can be a part of the brim. You are going to be supported by me weekly with video content, Zoom calls, documents, check-ins, Slack communication. You are going to have it all as well as a member portal to have connections with other BRIM members throughout the country. And you're going to have a year-long community to support you towards the growth of your greatest potential. I couldn't be more excited to be able to share this with you So if you're listening to this right now and you're saying, I'm really intrigued, all you need to do is get on my website, sallyholder.com. That's S-A-L-L-I-E-H-O-L-D-E-R.com, sallyholder.com. And jump on there. You can go ahead and sign up right now. You're going to want to be part of the first 50 founding members and jump in there. And then beyond that, you are going to get immediately into the community to be able to enjoy learning more about all of the other amazing women who are part of it as well. So I can't wait to see you in the brim. Feel free to reach out and ask me any questions that you might have. And I'm excited for the next year ahead together, helping you reach your greatest potential. Listeners, we have a fun episode for you today on the Hitting Rock Middle podcast. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And I am having a real, honest, authentic conversation with my friend, Mary Huddleston. She is the founder of Ms. Southern Social, so check her out on Instagram and take, um, take a moment to follow her. 
She also is the founder of another very successful business in Nashville, Tennessee called Please Be Seated. And so she is going to share all about what it was like to really become an entrepreneur when she had young kids. How did she make the decisions to hire? Who did she hire first so that she could create the growth that she wanted and create the space? And then what are her struggles today as a female entrepreneur running two successful businesses at once? How does she do everything? How do you get it all? How do you deal with it all? And so she's very open and honest about her own struggles and some of the things that have come along in her path on her way to this success. And I love her uh, honesty. I love her authenticity. I love the way that she just shares very vulnerably about the things that she's currently struggling with. I know that um, if you are a listener that is looking for that feeling of, I just want to be understood, I want to know that I'm not alone out there, boy, is this the podcast episode for you. So I'm going to let you go ahead and dig in and hear all you can from my friend, Mary Huddleston. I can't wait to get started making your business a little bit better. Mary, I am so excited to connect with you. I know our listeners are absolutely going to love you because you just make my heart just smile because you're funny, you're dynamic, you're an incredible female entrepreneur. So let's jump into the episode because I want to have plenty of time to dive into all things Mary Huddleston. So give it to me, Mary. Tell me all about yourself. Where do you live? You have a family. You have multiple businesses. Give us the whole scoop on you. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, you're so sweet, and I'm so excited to be on here. You know, I never pass up an excuse to talk. I could talk to a wall, um, but you're much you're much more fun than a wall. Um, so, yes, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I am uh, almost 35 years old. I'm having a really hard time with it. Um, I will not age gracefully. It's just never going to be my thing. But um, I've got two kids, a seven-year-old daughter, a four-year-old son, feels like 10, but just two, um, a husband who I adore and who happens to be my business partner in one of my companies. And then, and let's see, uh, speaking of, I own two businesses. One is Mrs. Southern social, which is my newest business. It was kind of a hobby turned business. I think is a lot of women, um, relate to, I think that happens to a lot of us and, but please be seated is really my first business baby. Uh, we started, Paul and I started the company six years ago when I moved back to Nashville. I'm from Nashville. I am a rare unicorn, uh, born and raised here, but left to go to college in Fort Worth fell into the event industry after college. Um, that's a long story and we would need a lot of wine. And so, uh, ended up though, just really through, I say just now it was, it was God's divine hand because I fell into the wedding business 10 or I guess 12 years ago before really it was a thing. It was just not what it is now where kind of so many people are, there's so many vendors, there's so many resources. I mean, granted weddings were big in Dallas, much larger than they were in Nashville still are, but, um, it just wasn't the industry that it is today. And so I kind of fell into my job back then worked for a very large event company, Todd events 
for six years and then needed a break from the brides around the time I got married to Paul, my husband, and uh, decided to try the nonprofit side of things and did all of the internal events for the Modern Art Museum there for a while and surprisingly missed the brides. I guess I just thrive on crazy. And, uh, you know, when we were doing weddings for Todd, we were doing, I mean, we did multi-million dollar weddings. We did things. I saw things I will never forget. We did things, you know, <laughs> earth, wind and fire would be the band earth and wind don't get along. We had to put them in. I mean, you just would not believe the things <laughs> that we did and the things that I've seen, um, the weird, the body parts, the things that I've helped brides with. But it ended up being such a blessing because fast forward, we moved to Nashville when my first child was born about well now seven years ago. And, uh, we kind of started over when we moved here, we wanted to raise a family in Nashville. I, at that point had left the modern art museum and was planning, just going to do a few weddings on my own. I was a certified wedding planner and through knowing people, uh, there's a big kind of Dallas Nashville trade of people. And, uh, picked up two weddings here and there were no event rentals like what we had access to in Dallas. And so I brought this idea to Paul, my husband, who was in commercial development at the time. And I said, you know, there've always, there's always been money here. People have always been open to new things. Nashville's booming. It still is booming, but back then it was just really growing. I said, I think if we brought in some of these luxury rentals, like specialty bars, specialty soft seating, more, you know, uh, luxury items that people would rent them. We could educate the market and rent them. And so I think, you know, I asked a few wedding planner friends of mine that I knew from growing up that were wedding planners here or that I'd known of. And I think they said, yes, they'd use me just because they didn't want me to plan. They would rather me be a vendor so that I wasn't competition. Um, but it just snowballed and what was kind of like going to be my side hustle turned into 30 full-time employees, a hundred thousand square foot warehouse. I own eight 24 foot trucks. Should you ever need a moving, moving company? Um, <laughs> and that company is called please be seated. And we do, we are now the largest rental company in Nashville. We travel all over the Southeast. Um, and that is really my bread and butter. But as it kind of, as you saw, I mean, as I just explained, kind of grew on and took a life of its own, I was, um, my kids were older and we'll talk about this some as far as delegating and having it all, but which you really cannot do. Um, but I realized that I needed something to kind of fill this creative void, but that was still in the event space, but cause I was just not needed at please be seated as much anymore. Um, I have a full team, a full sales team and they do a great job. So I was able to step back and start this blog that it now has kind of turned into the next thing for me. Um, that was probably way too long, but there it is. No, it's so great. <laughs> I mean, we could just do an entire episode on how you end up delegating and removing yourself from your business. But oh God, that's yes, you really could, and it's important. But yes, we can. Well, that, another time, another, another time. Yes, for sure. Um, so walk me through then. Um, you've got this company that's thriving, it's growing. Um, walk me through then how you're managing the birth of your first child and having this company grow and explode. I mean, surely you're struggling with a lot of the same things that I find most female entrepreneurs struggle with is, you know, the traditional mom guilt, right? Being able to do it all and accomplish it all. So I thought you were such the perfect person to be able to speak to this topic that I think a lot of women are out there really struggling with. So, you know, talk to me kind of about the feelings that end up coming up for you, you know, as you're growing this company and while you're trying to be that new mom as well, too. Absolutely. You know, starting a new business, 
it is like having a newborn. I think women that have had both, I mean, you have to be very involved in the beginning. And thankfully now I'm not as much, um, but timing is everything. And when, and when other women ask me about this, you know, I actually tell people that at the beginning, I think it was actually great that my children were very young, Georgia. And then we actually, at the time we decided to extend, expand into all rentals since now we do kind of everything that was around the birth of my second child. And, but Georgia was older then. And so, and, but and John Albert was born, but they were still young enough to not really know or remember that I wasn't there. And I think that that is something that you definitely should think about as you, you know, kind of, if you can have the luxury of timing things or planning things, there was a hole in the market. We saw the hole in the market. So I wasn't really thinking at that time, oh my God, I have a newborn baby. We've just moved back to town and we need to do this. It kind of, you know, it was able, it started slowly and then ramped up. But if I had really known what was, it was going to, what was going to be involved, I would have never done it. Um, but Georgia I, does not remember when I was gone all the time. I will tell you now that my children are four and seven, they certainly remember when I'm gone and they know that I'm missing a soccer game or they know that I can't come to something. Whereas before I would have missed a lot of those things. I mean, we work on our businesses majority, like we may for mo the most part, we work on the weekends. And when we started the company, Paul and I had to be at all of those events. And I mean, I was even at times driving the truck and, and moving <laughs> furniture when I was nine months pregnant with my second child. But you make it work. And I think you have to know what your limitations are. For me, there was actual physical limitations. Like I said, I had, you know, newborn babies. I was still breastfeeding. I could only do so much. Then when John Albert was born, same thing. I was physically recovering. Um, and I did what I preach now at Mrs. Southern Social is I delegated. We did not wait to hire people. I know that is a lot of question or the, a lot of people question the timing of hiring people. It was painful because we probably could have, you know, waited a little bit longer to hire some help and, you know, kept some of that money or put it back in the company faster earlier on. But we knew that we could not be present for our kids and we would burn out and I would have nervous breakdowns if I didn't get help in the house and at work. So I think for women, especially thinking not just at the workplace, but also in your home, I mean, there are that's the beauty of, you know, living in today's society. Now there is some, I mean, you can have food delivered to your home all the time. You can have meals made and it's, it's not even that expensive. I find that it's more expensive for me to go to the store and try to cook than it is for us to have this weekly service that we use that brings food to the house. And so those are things that save time that allow me to get home a little bit later from work. I don't have to worry about, do I have the breakfast in the morning for kids when I have to get out for a meeting? you know, just not thinking, Oh, I've got to hire a salesperson. Well, maybe you get yourself some more help at the house and carpool or whatever it is that, you know, takes up so much time in your own home so that you can do more at the office. Um, so I just have never been one of those people that it's been hard for me to ask for help. I think some people that is an issue. Um, I probably ask for help too much, too much, but I have found that, you know, when you do bring other people in, not only, did it alleviate my stress and allow me to be more present with my kids when I needed to be? But those salespeople, the young girls that we brought in were instrumental in, you know, the, the relations with the clients and they related really well to the new young wedding planners that were flooding the market where I was at a very different stage in life. So, um, there was like a healthy balance and of 
me staff, quote unquote, it's, I mean, it sounds so bougie, but staffing up at home and staffing up at work, um, when I needed to. And now, for example, I don't really have to have a nanny anymore. My kids are both in school full time. And that's kind of when I decided to really push Mrs. Southern social, because I started to realize, okay, my kids are in school full time. I am not daily involved in please be seated. And I really want to try this other thing. And so I saw that there was a good window for it. Um, and we may speak to some of this later, but you know, now I'm very vigilant as to when I, um, do, do anything with Mrs. Southern social. I really try to keep it in the hours of the day. And I think it's, has definitely slowed my growth, but for me, it is not worth my kids seeing me chat on my phone all day long in stories. That's just, you know, I'm not willing to do that. So I think you have to decide like where you're willing to move a little bit more slowly and what you're willing to give up. But I have found that when I'm happiest with it, then those areas of my life thrive. It really is true. It's like happy wife, happy life, happy boss, happy company, happy mom, happy kids. It just, it just infiltrates your world. Um, it's so true. It's all so true. So let me back up for just a second, because I think that our listeners are going to have the same question I do, which is, okay, if the growth of the company is happening and you're seeing the need to staff up, the question I get so often as a business coach is, okay, who do I start with? Do I start with the person at work? Do I start with the person at home? Do I try to do both? And who are those people that I begin with, right? Who would be the first hires that you would recommend? Totally. I actually think, you know, for me, and this is just my experience, I um, kind of tried to piecemeal childcare together. My mother does live in Nashville, but she is not, you know, super involved in helping with, you know, my kids. She is involved, but I needed more than what she was able to give. And so I was trying to piecemeal it together. And let me tell you, when I finally, when we just finally bit down and like decided to hire somebody to help with childcare first before the work side, that was the best thing I could do because when we spent the time and just spent the money on the nanny to help with the kids, I then could hire the person, train them appropriately and be there too, to catch any drops in the business that I think would have not happened. Or I actually tried it both ways to be completely honest. And we did make a quick hire and I wasn't there to train her and things kind of fell apart. And so then I was doing both jobs again. And so I tried it the other way and that was more successful for me. Um, I did the, I did the home first and then did the work because I also was very distracted at work when I felt like I wasn't, or when I had to be three places at once, when I had a good nanny that I could trust and lean on, I, it, it took my stress level way down. Um, and then I was able to find the right person as I have learned from my husband <laughs> who has said this, and I didn't fully understand it till we, you know, now are where we are with employees, slow to hire, fast to fire, like yes. really hiring the right person in the office and at home, but especially in the office is so important. So true. It is a motto that I am preaching to so many people these days as well, right? You don't want to just fill the gap. And oftentimes that's what we end up doing, especially at home with our childcare and with the people that are supposed to support us. We band-aid that instead of finding something that can really open us up and give us the freedom and flexibility that we need to, how dare I say it, have some self-care, right? So, and oh, find, I'm all about that. Yeah. And find the creativity, right? That's something 
something that is a byproduct of having um, the lack of support is you lose that. You lose your creativity. And um, for me, what I find so many female entrepreneurs is their businesses are driven by that. They're driven by innovation and new ideas. And so the soon, like as soon as you lose your creativity, you've lost a lot of your revenue ultimately. So but it all starts with building that stronger foundation at home. And it sounds like you've found the exact same thing to be true. So- yes. And it is interesting. It's interesting. You know, when Paul at the beginning, when we were talking about childcare and what we were going to pay and if we were just going to, you know, try to have somebody come every afternoon or whether we were just going to like pay somebody's salary. It's so funny to me that he was arguing or that we would have discussions about money or that the really great person cost more. And I was, and I just told Paul, we finally sat, I sat down with him. I said, Paul, we're willing to pay somebody that's managing our furniture like way more. And we're looking at that so differently than who is managing our children. I'm like, they should be paid the most. I mean, they're, they are the caretakers of our children when we're not there. And so to me, you, you kind of get what you pay for a lot of times in life, unfortunately. Um, and so really spending more at home will free you up. Like you said, you will take away any worries, will allow you to be creative to then make more money at the office, which then in turn, pays for everything that you need and more. So like I just told you, I went the, I kind of did it the other way first. I did what you said a lot of women struggle with. We just hired a salesperson to just survive, not thrive. And then Mm -hmm. I learned that by doing it the other way, I was able to, to thrive and survive. So I love that. Such a good quote. I'm going to have to put that out there today. Yes. Girl. So the first person you hired it was at home and it was that great caretaker for your kids to be able to, to open yes. yourself up and do what you need to do so that you're not feeling that horrible feeling of, of being split in half. And then who was the first person that you ended up hired, hiring at Please Be Seated? So we actually hired, um, it was kind of at the same time. It's interesting. Our, our business is very much, it's very, in the beginning, the sales were super important in picking out the inventory and it still is, but the hardest part of our job is logistics, the installs, the strikes, um, making sure that, and now that we, you know, have China glass and silver, I mean that the 10,000 million billion forks all get returned and counted. And it is such an operations business now. And so we, at the same time, kind of hired this, uh, like kind of my now that who's replaced me and has been with us for many years, the director of sales. So we hired a sales associate at around the same time, Paul was, Paul was hiring contract workers, but to, you know, be fair, those, those first employees that were on the labor side of our job were contract employees. So it was, it wasn't the first, like, I guess, full-time salaried staff member that we had was on the sales side, um, because we were trying to, you know, get out there and show Mm -hmm. people who we are. And now that people kind of know who we are and we don't have to do is, I mean, the sales is obviously very important, but because we're doing such high volume now it's logistics. Very good. I think that's really helpful for people to be able to hear is that you really decided to focus on revenue growth first and then um, be able to hire someone into operations to manage all of the, you know, the growth that resulted as a um, byproduct of hiring the salesperson. So I think that's great. So 
Then you you work your way out of that business and then you're at home with your kids and you see, wow, there's something else that I might want to do and something else that I might want to create. Um, to walk us through then the creation of this new company. Uh, remind me of the name of it again. Yes, Mrs. Southern Social. <laughs> Mrs. Southern Social. So tell me all about that particular company and how it actually came about because I can imagine then you're you know having the same sort of feelings as a mom like how am I going to do this I already have a company um you know why am I going to delve into something else and spread myself thin again and get into this all over again so how did you kind of manage all the emotions of that too sure um I was kind of teeing myself up for when John Albert, my youngest, started pre-K. He's in primary pre-K now, so both my kids are in school eight to three. And so I knew as please be seated, I, I still definitely have my hands in please be seated, but what was happening was I went, um, one, again, I noticed a hole in the market. Nashville's changing, but I very much am kind of old school Southern. And I was realizing as we were, you know, my kids were getting older. I was hosting more events. I was, you know, my company was doing parties. I was hosting parties at home. I just noticed that there was this hole for women that want to have this Pinterest looking life, especially working women that, you know, the schools all of a sudden, you know, this class party is not just a casual class party. I mean, there's at one school here in Nashville, there's chairs to the preschool parties. And it just, it became this next level. And with Pinterest and Instagram growing, the expectations to just host and be this amazing person or persona online, whether or not it was true, um, was just going to this next level. But it wasn't reality for us to all be home making 700 cupcakes from scratch with, you know, fondant flowers. Like that just was not realistic. And so, because of the world I was in with Please Be Seated, I have access to all these amazing vendors and the talent that's out there that can do these things for you. And you just call them and hire them. And it again, it's not about just throwing money at the problem, though I do sometimes believe that that is a good solution um, <laughs> when you can. Um, but that I wanted to just like bring to the surface that it was possible to entertain like your grandmother, but without doing all of the, you know, spending all day cooking and cleaning and polishing your silver, that there are tricks and hacks and ways to, to quote unquote, you know, not have it all, but have enough, like have great birthday parties for your kids. Do they need to look like Kylie Jenner's parties? Heck no, but it can be more than just like racing to Publix and grabbing a thing of cupcakes because that's all you've left yourself time to do, or you've tried to bake and you're like me and have, you know, could not could not like make mac and cheese to save my life. And I end up, you know, behind because I could have just called someone and done it right the first place. Okay. I'm obsessed with this. Are you, are you only in Nashville? Well, I'm based in Nashville. Yes. But I have now started to, so a lot of the vendors I would like put out there were Nashville based as far as like the ice cookies and the ideas for there's a woman in Nashville that like for all gifting you tell her what it is what your budget is and she puts the gifts together for you you run by your house like I'm telling you end of year Christmas gifts girlfriend's gifts I mean she's amazing and that's just like what she likes to do I don't understand why but I'm so thrilled that she does but to answer your question I am now more focusing on national companies like for example Caroline's Cakes the best cakes you will ever have I just discovered them 
on my own, pay, have been eating them, paying for them, and now they send me cakes to use, but they ship them directly to your door. They make them so easy to get out. They're beautiful. They're either like the best gift, the best thing to use. You should not have to cook one thing for Thanksgiving. I did a whole post on this, unless you want to. You can order everything from the turkey, like nationally. So right. I am trying to focus now and find brands that ship nationwide because I do most of my audiences is Nashville, but I do get questions every now and then about like, well, what if I'm in Oklahoma, but I really want to use this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I try to source things that can be shipped. What I love about this is to me, you're in, you're solving a need that so many women have. And one of the reasons why I find a lot of women are not jumping into their passion or their entrepreneurial experience, because we tend to do what I refer to as swing the pendulum, you know, from zero to 10, right? Sure. So I, I have the life I have now. I, you know, love the experiences that I get to provide for my kids, that they get to have these great, amazing birthday parties that I get to have have Thanksgiving in my home and all of these things that I enjoy, but I would love to be able to explore this entrepreneurial side of myself and I don't want to completely give that up. So we believe that we're making the choice right between zero and 10, two sides of the coin. And that's not actually true. What I'm always telling people is that, you know, there is somewhere of a happy medium, somewhere in between at four or five and six, and it's finding the compromise that we need to be more um, adept at and spend more time at. And what it sounds like you're you've done is that you found an area to provide that four five and six for people that solution so that they don't have to live in this either or land so that they can say well now I can you know provide this great experience still to my kids but I can also be the person that is pursuing my passion and I couldn't be more excited to have every woman I know know about this because we want to give those things. Um, it's not that we don't, but we've always believed thus far that that it was impossible. And that's what gets me so fired up as a coach is is that people tell other women that it is impossible to be able to create those type of experiences and pursue your passion. And I've never believed that to be true. No, I think it's, and that's, and that's what I also try to focus on, especially in my stories is, you know, I joke that my Instagram account is a, it's biz, it's a mullet. It's a business in the front and a party in the back. The <laughs> the feed, the feed is fabulous, but the stories are crazy. And they, because it's real life, like I am, you know, messy. I do. I mean, you know, people are like, how do you look this refreshed? I'm like, well, I just went and got Botox and filler and had a facial for three hours. That's how, like when everyone's like, Oh, thank you. I just slept and had water. I'm like, you're lying. Like that is not real. <laughs> and that's what I try to show on my stories is like, this is why you have to follow her on Instagram guys. So Mrs. Sweet. Southern social follow her. You, just, you cannot have it all. And I think society does a disservice to us in telling women, you know, the message is you can have it all. You can have it all. You, you really can't. Something is going to sa- You are going to have to sacrifice something at times. It's just, what are you willing to sacrifice? How much of it? And there is always like a happy medium and you can, Mm -hmm. it it does sometimes take trial and error to find that balance. And, you know, there were times when I was like working way too much and I felt like I was being a bad mom. I mean, this is the story that everyone tells, or you're at home all the time. And like you said, then you never explore your creativity, but there is, there is a space in the middle and you can start slow. I mean, with please be seated, things just catapulted forward. It was such a blessing, but that that's not, this is Southern social has been a slow I mean, it's been two years, but it's, you know, compared to some people's Instagrams, especially before that, the changes, 
like just blew up overnight. And I would not, I probably would have shut it down because that wasn't, I couldn't do that and not be crazy and feel like some, you know, the kids were suffering from that. So I'm just kind of growing as it grows and taking it day by day. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, somebody wants to do a campaign with me. Well, they must be crazy, but we'll try it. Um, so I think you can kind of grow and see how things are changing. Sometimes, you know, it really just, if you have another child that that's going to, that will change things. And you have to figure out like where you want to like staff up, where you need to cut back, where you need to just day by day, take it. That's what I have learned through lots of therapy. Just tomorrow will worry about itself, but like focus on today, what you can do and don't think you have to have it all. And it has to be perfect and has to be together, even though everyone else looks like that, because I guarantee you it's not. And those people I have found too in life are not my true friends. Like Mm -hmm. my friends are the ones that we're all like, Oh my gosh, here's all my garbage. Well, here's all my garbage. And you know, I do love showing pretty pictures on Instagram, but my life does not look like that all the time. That is a lot of preparation, a lot of shoots, a lot of makeup and really good photography and editing. You know, this now you can see why I love her listeners because she's going to shoot it to you straight. She's going to be authentic. And that is the best part about, um, one of the best parts about you. I mean, you're that so I can't sweet. get enough well, thank of you, Sally. I love you're so fun and funny too. Love laughing with you. Um, so I'm sure that there are in speaking about the, some of the struggles, you know, let's be authentic and say, you know, what keeps you up at night then? What makes you, um, keep going, you know, I'd love to be able to hear the answer to both of those. Well, what's keeping me up at night right now is unfortunately a former friend. It started a competitive, a, a business that competes with mine. Um, and we were best friends and it has been like a divorce and it, it has shown me that I cannot separate my, with please be seated, started a competitive business with please be seated. And, um, it has been really hard and I've had to learn a lot on how to deal with, you know, I just with my emotions and with business and not taking things personal, but I take everything personal because I have a lot of feelings and I'm a woman and I'm open about it. And I think Mm -hmm. it's what has made me really good at my job. And it's definitely something, you know, I, at times I should have for sure held back and not taken things as personal. So, that has been keeping me up at night, but I am dealing with it day by day. And I, you know, have lots of great business mentors. I think it's so important to have people that you look up to that have been doing, you know, that are, whether they're in the same field or not, that are just a solid, strong business that I can ask questions about and get, you know, honest feedback. If, and what I thinking is crazy or should I do this? Is this going to, you know, start a forest fire between us? You know, just some things like that. Um, Absolutely. And, then, and what was the next question? A um, what are you, one. Uh, yeah. What, what are you most excited about? I am most excited. Jeez. I'm excited about a lot of things. I love this stage of life. I am not a baby person. I am not a baby mom. <laughs> so I love that my kids are older. Cause then when I'm not at work, I have so much, like I legit like coming home. Um, I think I was a little bit like the stereotype of the male that doesn't want to come home from work when they were really, when they were babies and it was really hard. Um, I love that. There are a lot of listeners that needed to hear that today. So thank you for saying that. 
Of course. And, um, but I enjoy it now. I like, I've always loved my children. I really like them now. Um, and then, but for work, that's too handfold because now I feel like because we're at this, I'm at this good place with them, I can really explore Mrs. Southern social and see what's next and where it's taken me. And so many neat opportunities have popped up from this. And that's something else, you know, I would like to say to the women out there is that, you know, try your, try just when you jump into something, kind of see where this goes. Like, you know, people are branching into podcasts, which like I'm obsessed with now. I love doing this kind of thing. Um, but really it's also connected me with all these other women. I have done so many fabulous collaborations through Mrs. Southern social where I now have good friends. A lot of them were with us at, you know, the Southern sea, just women that I have connected with that are like-minded or in similar situations that are very good friends and will continue to be good friends that I would never have met had I not, you know, taken this creative journey, um, with Mrs. Southern social. I love that. What a great byproduct of, of it as well that we don't talk about enough is that, you know, when you do explore your passion, you're going to find other like-minded people who are doing the same and that can become a really fantastic supportive network. And I completely agree with you. I've, I've found that to be exactly true as well. Um, and when it's only when we're holding ourselves back and attempting to, and I jokingly say this all the time to coaching clients, put on our two T pajamas. Have you ever heard me say that, Mary? Um, it's no. when we kind of, um, you know, my daughter used to always go back and put, try to put on her two T pajamas. She would be five, six, right? But she she was nostalgic. She remembered how it felt and what they, you know, looked like on her and they were long and baggy and that's what she remembered. And so she would try to go back there and um, put them on, but she had grown and changed and developed. And so we try very often to stay right in the same situations even though we've grown and developed and we don't want things to change but um but oftentimes it's a great thing to grow out of your 2T pajamas and evolve and you don't need to stay small and you'll find a whole new group of people out there waiting to know you and love on you and support you when you do 100% i think that has been the biggest you just like hit the nail on the head for me with what's happening with this, you know, with this friend and this change that's happened, um, or this, you know, competition kind of situation that we're in. I have been so thankful for the friends that I have that get me as a businesswoman in what I'm doing in my space. They all have young kids. And, and I was kind of holding on to older friendships. And I, like you said, I was trying on the two T's. I was, I had friendships that were even two T's. And I think it's really hard, um, when, when, there are transitions with friendships for women. That's at least yes. been something I've been struggling with. And I was kind of like holding on to it and not letting go and focusing on these, like putting the same amount of energy into the new friendships that I have been doing the past couple of months. And it has been so fruitful. And I was, and it has been, like you said, such growth for me. And I have felt so, I, I just feel like I'm a more, um, I, I'm just a person of integrity now where I was kind of like getting just caught up in stuff that I didn't need to be because I'm surrounding myself with people that are supportive and understanding and women need that in their lives. I don't care what they say or what people say. I think women business owners especially need mentors, friends, support to really thrive. And it is okay. Like you said, just said when it, when it changes, change is hard, but it has been such a great thing for me. Um, and I didn't want to do it either. 
Yeah. I was right there. I did not want to do it. I know. We're so resistant to it. It's one of the biggest reasons why I've created this new company myself. And I'm not sure I've even shared that much about it on the podcast, but it's called The Brim, The Beyond Rock Middle Movement. And it is a collective of 250 female entrepreneurs or up to 250 female entrepreneurs from all over the country coming together to support one another at the various stages of their businesses. So those that are Yeah. So I've found the same to be true. In fact, statistics show that women advance their businesses two and a half times faster when they are surrounded by other women who are challenging themselves to grow and um, and change and do the same. So the, the statistics support your idea that women need to be surrounded by other women and that it will make your business, um, you know, grow and grow in revenue a lot faster when you do that. So that's what I've um, been creating over the course of the last really year in conjunction with the book was this community to be able to support female entrepreneurs all over the country to, um, to come together and grow their businesses together through coaching and camaraderie. So I'm really passionate about that idea. So I'm glad that you um, kind of touched on that for a second because, and that you've found that to be a necessary route in, in the growth of these businesses that you have too. Um, Absolutely. I'm living proof of what you're doing is, will be a success for others that, that having that community will be, it is, it is a huge resource and I don't care what anybody else says. When you live it, you will know that it will, it will change your business. Absolutely. So if you could leave our listeners with one, um, big piece of advice, you know, maybe they're struggling with being a mom and trying to run a business or, you know, having kids at home and the, the guilt, all of the stuff that we all know just to be routine. What would be your piece of advice to our listeners? Sure. It's, I would, I would probably say that the thing that I'm also trying to practice daily is just just take a deep breath and slow down. Mm -hmm. Um, I think everything moves so fast and everyone is expected these days for their, your kids to be in a million different activities and for you to be doing a million different businesses or parties or whatever it is, but it is okay to say no. And it is okay to slow down. Um, because when you do, you will, just, you will really be able to think about where, where you need to be spending your time. And you can also then when you slow down or get your life organized and delegate and say, okay, we're going to say, yes, this is a lot of things, but they're all really important. And here's how we're going to manage doing all of it. Um, but yeah, you're when you choosing just them like, intentionally. I love that advice. 100%. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. That's Thank you for summing it up. Love it. Mm-hmm. Well, that is fantastic advice. Say yes intentionally, say no intentionally, and give yourself that permission slip to to say no to whatever is not filling your cup right now. Yes, and then fill the rest of your cup with wine. (laughs) I love it. On that note, we will finish up. Thank you, Mary. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Having me. This was so fun. I love it. It was a great, honest, authentic conversation that I know that many women will benefit from. It's just nice to hear that, you know, a, another very successful female entrepreneur struggles with the same ideas and that, um, that despite the struggle, you've still created the success that you want to have. And, and that's fantastic. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure doing this.